running things but we also bike we bike come on y'all it be the first say I am the last and I'm the first I'm finishing last so I'm coming in first <laughs> what yeah whichever way you wind out on top just make sure you get there I know that's right I need energy. I need focus. I need everybody with me. Potters ain't shit, they don't know when to quit. Don't give me lip, don't make me trip. Yeah, 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 we here to empty our clips today, pop our shit. I'm sorry, YouTube regulations and rules. We're not here to listen to any of that. Hell nah. Let me find a good exit here. <laughs> Cause there ain't one. Hey, bitch, let's get it. Rally the troops. Ten toes. If you think it's time for Thug to come on out, well, free sex, free slime, free slap. It's that time again. 
They locked up Thug for over a year now. Free the guys. Alright, y'all. What we about to get into today? We got. NBA round two of the playoffs series already settled. We, yeah, conference finals taking shape. Hey, gonna get into a little discussion, succession talk, a little discussion about success. But first, let's turn up. So without further ado, let's get into it. Free of style. I'm your host, Luther Van Sauce. This is episode 115. Same everything. Yeah, I got my girls on a schedule. I got girls in different area codes. We're going to talk about it today. Entering the ring at 184 pounds. Yeah, he thick because he been eating oats. LVS. <laughs> well, welcome back to the pod, everyone. Hope everyone had a great week and. Who am I to say? Who am I to project? Y'all could have had whatever. Whatever it is, whatever it was, it's neither here nor there. Hither. (laughs) Because we are in a safe space here. This is the Free of Style podcast. You are the free nation. And of course, we still ask for nothing but trust. Let's get it. Uh, interesting news cycle and what brought us the potential of a new Dirk project that was meant to drop this week 
called Almost Healed. Not quite yet. Still a little bit emotionally scarred from <laughs> trifling around with my baby moms. Is India even... I don't even think Dirk... India is Dirk's baby mama yet. You ain't giving me the ring. Well, you did. You proposed, but it was... You G'd not guilty when you got caught with some other woman. I, I'm already getting too emotionally involved. Look at me. Look at me, y'all. But you know that this is uh, a heavily invested subject for us at the Freestyle Podcast. Freestyle. Love to see Dirk and India back together. Let's talk about this music. Out of nowhere. Let's start here. Out of nowhere, we're getting reports that NBA Youngboy and Lil Dirk have hung up the Dukes. They've settled their differences and they are calling in a truce. Stop the violence. Well, NBA Youngboy and Lil Dirk just slapped the shit out of me because I didn't see this coming. Of course... You want to believe in these changes that these these men are trying to make. That is, Dirk staying out of the news for the wrong reasons. He wants, you know, he wants to be seen more so next to the mayor of Chicago or former mayor. <laughs> and also, he, you know, he's he's mending old, old relationships. He's back together with his girl, his fiance. Things are on the up, and so are they for Youngboy, who has put out two number one albums already this year. I rest my case and don't try this at home. So it sounds good, looks good on paper. Dirk, Youngboy, settled their differences. Let's keep it moving. Then we see Youngboy announces surprise mixtape dropping this Friday called... <laughs> You can't write this. Richest up. So young boy, a changed man, put out a really solid piece of work, 33 songs, just last month. But he ain't with that. See, he, he built different. He, he, he's really like that. He ain't, he ain't like this, but he is like that. This ain't that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No. Now stop with all the capping, young boy, because we we know you for what you are, Mr. Golden. Exactly. So. Now that the Capri is all to the side, we've seen things for how they really is. And young boy's been in the cycle. This man doesn't even have an Instagram account. <laughs> and we got him saying all kinds of, of um, just deflecting, deflecting a little bit. And ah, <laughs> we're back to laughing out loud on the internet. Essentially, young boy and Dirk really do have a beef and it's still going they can give away all the turkeys they want in the hood they can give away all do all the toy drives they need but 
we we got to call a spade a spade here. This this beef is alive and well, and there really was blood shed here, and it's it's starting to look more like a YSL versus YFN Lucci situation. We lucky that the Bayou and Lamron are so far apart because if they weren't separated by thousands of miles, then we would definitely have seen a few scuffles already but let's let's keep it let's keep it cordial so young boy stomping on little dirk's release date we're supposed to get an album from dirk called almost healed this week but essentially what we have gone instead is new single from dirk he's been teasing the treatment of his new single with j cole that is out now on his socials for a long time now he's been saying like i'm not i'm not really about all this this clown shit on the internet i'm i'm trying to heal right now forgive me forgive my fans i love you all and who better to roll out a a sympathy track than j cole who better to go on a little sympathy campaign (laughs) than j cole and so teaming up with j cole dirk has decided to let everyone know that he's really about this life. He ain't with this. He's he's really with like that. So always been a little mathematician. Lately this cash get here. I'm losing count of these bags. I'm moving too fast. Giving laugh now, cry later vibes. This is all my life on the freestyle pod. Let's go. Putting down the lean, putting down the guns, picking up India's draws. You know, I don't cook, I don't clean. All right, it's cute. But J. Cole, you a king. Talk to him. First generation ghetto nigga. Cold world, hello niggas. Made it out of the city with my head on straight. Niggas keep shooting up the let out. Yo, Jordan Pill gotta get out. Cause the shit that I spit out is a cheat code like a face in a Rico. And I nigga put a hit out. And another one. And another one. I got like a hundred of them. Yeah. 
All right, Cole, this is this is starting to give a little like uh, 1999, 1989. <laughs> it's a little bit like, okay, Lil Pump, I've seen you five years now. You still ain't put out a hit record. So who am I to say? You know, I, I did I did a lot of platinum features last year alone. I, I got my own festival. <laughs> okay, Cole, we see you. We hear you. Let's go. <laughs> I've been stuck between maybe retiring and feeling like I'm just not hitting my prime. These days, seeing rappers be dying way before they even getting they shine. I never even heard a little buddy to somebody murder little buddy. Then I'm on the phone searching little buddy name. Got a plane his tunes all day in my room. Thinking, damn, we get to get their names buzzing. Some niggas just gotta go lay in a tune. And media thirsty for clicks. I got a new rule. If you ain't ever posted a rapper when he was alive, you can't post about him after they get hit. <laughs> Whoa, whoa, Cole. Okay, we didn't ask for any new rules on this shit. Like, <laughs> it's it's uh, an interesting change that J. Cole is proposing here. Because it, it, it does be happening a lot like that. Like, I was probably a month or two removed from knowing who Pop Smoke was before he, he was met his untimely demise. I don't think that this is going to fly, though, Cole. <laughs> like, just because they you be losing sales battles to deceased rappers doesn't mean that we gotta gotta let this fly but interesting proposal in theory i just can't see it it going down because we we losing people left right and center still and talented people they need to have their stories shared i would be rolling over in my grave if people weren't able to listen to freestyle podcast with post demise if they hadn't already heard of me I'm invincible, don't even rap, I just fit to you I'd rather that than an interview, most days Fuck them all like I'm going through a whole phase Young niggas shoot out the whip like road rage I pray all of my dogs stay so paid And the only thing to kill them is OA <laughs> So Dirk told him himself because he told us that we were getting this on May 12th. But what we really got was that on my life featuring J. Cole. <laughs> so release date wise, a little bit off, but we still got the single that Dirk had been teasing for a long time. This might have been the plan all along. You can't really necessarily say that young boy stomped on Dirk Yo's release date. He just called called a bluff. And when you call the bluff, you fold. And is this necessarily uh, Dirk going all chips in? I don't think so. I, th I think that he's still got some plays here. And this is Dirk's return. Because we haven't heard from Dirk in damn near over a year. Unlike Youngboy, who we hear from every month from Dirk. It's been a little bit quiet since 07220. Of course, we did get Loyal to the Bros, which was 
I think met relatively well by fans and uh, critics alike. I mean, he dropped the thirty song deluxe project O seven two two O, and gave us a lot of fire on the Loyal Bros two project compilation project via his label that he has subsidiary to Alamo Records and Empire. Only the family, OTF, big OTF. But that doesn't tell the story yet. Because although Dirk has now pivoted his project coming out May 29th, we have received New Young Boy. <laughs> New Young Boy, who's been beefing with academics on Twitter and social media, saying, No, no. <laughs> we may as well just let Young Boy do it do his thing here because <laughs> i don't think we can replicate young boy calling out act like listen in pussies nigga hey damn it hey can like i give a fuck about numbers bitch i just dropped two weeks ago this pussy nigga finna drop stop it bitch i know i ain't finna worry about no numbers nigga bitch ass nigga let play lip bang take lip bang you stupid drunk face ass period that's all you like to do, bitch, is get drunk and talk shit. <laughs> that was gonna get you fucked up, nigga. Fuck the flat. I don't want to hear Damn. Young boy coming with that fight. Essentially, academics was insinuating that young boy and his numbers weren't doing too well, so he was. Releasing again, trying to come back for more. I don't really know. What I do know are the facts is Youngboy essentially sold 20k units first week, last time out. And this week, dropping his mixtape, Rich Op, academics might have thought something else was going down. Youngboy saying Big Bank takes Little Bank. <laughs> this pussy boy was about to drop this week. So... Young boy's gonna eat that up. Pause. <laughs> and this is not the first time that young boy and academics have come to blows before, I'm guessing. But publicly, it might be. Academics essentially is not able to keep appearances going with a lot of up-and-coming rappers that he's made cloud off of essentially he's made a career off of giving an outlet to up-and-coming rappers or majors and helping them do their press run a little bit like beef with ack and sell some albums and i think we're seeing this once again if this is all just a show then young boy is playing it well he's saying that he's changed he's staying out of out of jail most importantly and he's continuing to feed music to the fans and while doing whilst doing so he's become one of the most successful artists of this new generation and so academics understandably was a little bit upset he thought felt thought and felt like he'd been slighted a little bit here because <laughs> he essentially just wanted to help document part of this this beef ongoing with 
little Dirk. But now he's like, we in a simulation? My dog YB dissed me because he think Dirk finna outsell him. Welp, tune in. <laughs> uh, LOL, I never thought I'd see the day my homie dissed me because of sales, though. This rap game is the devil. Young boy, you, I forgive you, man. We can get them sales up otherwise, LOL. But okay, at Capital Records, I blame you for this. Y'all pressuring YB to get some sales. He doing anything. Sheesh. Get my boy off house arrest, though. Why be the last rapper I thought would ever do some fake shit for sales? But damn, go buy his album out this Friday. You trying to outsell Dirk. I still love him, though. Buy his project. All in all now, it's sounding exactly like how I said. This is just more clownery. For the first time, they, they're painting this clown shit as actual rollout. But this is all happening while... Man, them really be locked up. Let's get into it. Tory Lanez filing for a motion to have his case reheard to reopen his trial against Megan the Stallion and try and make himself a free man. He's trying to get home before Christmas now. Trying to get Hot Boy Summer going again. And just last week we were talking about, or was it a few weeks ago, Tory Lanez posting the open letter to the public, trying to let people know that he was going to be going on a little bit of a campaign to get his ass out of jail. Originally, he was talking to George Gascon. Well, it's been ruled. The hearing happened. They delegated <laughs> not much longer than they did for Ed Sheeran, <laughs> old boy Ed, over at the court of uh, lawful injustice in, in music and copyright. <laughs> That's not actually what it's called, but Los Angeles judge, Superior Court Judge David Hereford on Tuesday denied Lane's motion for new trial, saying he didn't see a reason for a do-over. Lane's was arguing for a, a, a great miscarriage of justice in the original hearing, and he got a new lawyer, new hotshot lawyer, Jose Baez, I don't know if he's in court or same family as Len Bias. <laughs> but it looks like it's spelt a little bit different. So I think we safe. And um, it's, it's, this is just a shame. This is sad news. Where Where's my, my Drake for this? Cue up the doppy. Not necessarily in shock, but it, it just gives a certain sense of men can't win. Men can't win right now. Taking a lot of L's, especially going into a hot boy summer. We just lost one of one of our starting five. <laughs> Not actually. Hot boy summer. Who, who are we going to give starting five? Drake? Hove? Yay? I, you know, I got to say, I mean, I, like Roddy Rich be doing his thing. Hell, Kodak, young boy. Yeah, we, we set, we set. But here we are. Mr. T. Lane's real name's not even Tory. It's, it's Fargo. <laughs> Megan the Stallion was in court as well. Megan the Stallion had three bullets fragmentally 
fragments surgically removed <laughs> fragmentally oh it's been a week y'all but it, it all stems back to that that she devil kylie jenner and her goddamn pool party that's where it all fell apart i don't want to be frank with this but the pete's done one the lanes are out of here we're not gonna be hearing or seeing from tori for many years now Oof. Let's just let's just say that that's a body. That's a body for for Meg, and all of all of the hotties out there. If you know, you know. All right. I rest my case. Tory Lane shot Megan the Stallion. Lock them up and throw away the keys. We riding with the hot girls for this one. Hot girl summer. I'm sorry, Lanes, but... You've been judged by a court of your peers. And that is it for you. We off it. We off it. We done spent far too long already on it. For the better part of three years, it feels like. So see ya. See ya, Tori. Wouldn't want to be ya. Shout out, Meg. Shout out, Meg. This, is, this, this was the justice system doing right by its people. And by its hotties, okay? Let's think about it. Let's let's just let it simmer. Megan the Stallion took one of the generation's, you know, un most unspoken of talents. Tory Lanes. He could rap in Spanish. He could he could talk to your girl in French. He could do it up in Miami, and then you know, cuff it up in the six. He was a man of many talents. He could wind you up. He could wind you down. He could not de-wind. He was international. He was recognized. <laughs> and Megan Stallion, she, she, she must be a poison chalice at this point. The way that she's taking care of Moneybag Yo, baby, Tory Lanez, all in one foul swoop. But hey, you can knock them down, but you can't knock them out. They still got a standing 10 count. So Tori, we're going to put you on ice. Hope you <laughs> get on some Tupac shit. Read up on the 48 Laws of Power. Do, do your research on the art of war while you're in there. And come out and put... You can put out your all eyes on, on T-Lane's project. And that is all I'm going to say. Can we get into some succession, y'all? Come on. Succession season four, baby. It's giving the end. It's giving passing things on to the next generation. It's giving iconic. It's giving, hey, is Shiv going to become the, the new CEO of ATN? Is is Shiv gonna fuck Madsen? <laughs> We're still wondering. We're still on a cliff here, but what we do know is that 
Adagio and C minor hits. Yes, these are those chords. These are those strings that you hear when shit's going down. And it does get sad. Don't don't get me wrong. Seeing Shiv and Tom, Tom Wamsgans, go through it in their relationship, it's tough. But Tom says all the wrong things. That's the thing. This week's episode of Succession following, you know, the Life Plus project from the week prior. And they're still trying to close that sale with Madsen and Gojo. But we've kind of had new light shed on whether or not Madsen is with the shits. He's an autistic millionaire who, more so than just labeling him as a psychopath, he likes to teeter. He likes to teeter on the edge. He's a lot like a Logan Roy, I might say, or a Kendall Roy, actually. The way he shows so much potential, but then shows a lack of security in in the way he plays his hands and in the way he deals them. I said those two things in the wrong order, but you, you get me. And thus, this week's episode, after Shiv pretty much putting all of her eggs in one basket here in Madsen, knowing that she can show a little skin and let some of the misogynistic remarks bounce right off of her skin, which is so succulently elastic. She was looking great this week. <laughs> if that's not just like the most creepy way of me describing her, then I don't know what is because Shiv was glowing this week. She was given like maybe she was missing her time of the month because Tom had put put the bun in the oven. And I know it doesn't happen that quick, but it could if Tom was that eager to, to thrust. <laughs> okay this is not what i wanted to get into but all i did want to say that shiv looked amazing this week and at the same time looked amazingly disappointed she does like to dangle the carrot in front of tom and that is what makes her sick and this week actually this whole season we've seen tom actually tell shiv what she is he, they are perfect for each other because they are both quite corrupt and they do like to fall back on their materialistic tendencies. Shiv by no means is about all of that. Like the classic line from this week is, I, I, would, I would go anywhere for love. <laughs> I would go anywhere if it were to love you, Tom Wamsgans, is what she said. And that really struck a chord because it shows that Shiv knows how precarious, how fragile their marriage might be. And to make comical remarks about it, essentially, it it shows that Shiv knows how to deflect and hide behind her emotions. This was no better instance of that. 
And so we've seen quite the sadistic remarks being traded between Shiv and Tom throughout this whole season and prior to that. And it all came to an abrupt and very maligned finish this week, I guess, at the tailgate party that Shiv and Tom were due to host everyone. Like, hey, we're having marriage problems. Let's let's throw the biggest party of the year for our company and let everyone into our broken house. They say don't don't throw stones if you live in a glass house. But if you live in a glass house, you should watch your mouth if I'm to quote the great Curtis 50 Cent Jackson. <laughs> and so at the end of the tailgate party with Madsen invited and all Shiv and Tom You're a fucking snake. stepped You're outside. The- yeah. Yeah, they went there. Stepped uh-huh. outside and traded some traded yeah, some no, shots. Yeah, uh, I'm a scorpion. You're a hyena. You're a you're a street rat. Actually, no, you're a fucking snake. Here's a dead snake to wear as a necktie, Tom. Why aren't you laughing? Oh, she cold. She's cold. <laughs> this is the this is actually really nice here because we haven't had a character in our lives like this now that Gina Baxter and the Baxter family is out of our lives. We we do kind of need like a, a conniving female figure that's strong and purposeful, such a Shiv. She, she toys with your heart she, because she is broken herself. She, Daddy just wasn't there. there. There's clear daddy issues with Shiv. <laughs> and now she looks, she seeks validation from... Whoever can give it to her, if it's in pieces, she'll she'll nestle into the comforts of marriage when it suits her best, and she will f- try to look for what is missing, what is look trying to fill that gaping void within her that she can't quite get from one person. She will seek from the next. And hey, are, are we all any different? But the fact that Shiv carries that mantle, she speaks for all women in in the Roy family that can't quite do it for themselves her own mother has also but just le- left her out there o- open and vulnerable and so as as shut in as shiv may seem she is still open to taking on the the upper mantles of success and i guess that's where we've come to like knowing what she knows is shiv willing to continue to go down this path because it's a dark path and a lot of people are going to get hurt including herself but i think that she she embraces that hurt because it's all that she knows she's used to it she's used to getting hurt from her father from her husband and used to hurting herself so i think yeah shiv is a really good choice but even just saying that i see how kendall and roman might feel about it i really do see this family imploding in itself it seems like they're sooner to allow madsen to take over and get rid of them all especially madsen under cutting shiv on her share that she earned in helping madsen along in the process and vetting him to the american public and allowing this 
transnational trade to happen. But the discussion is starting to become, and much to the credit of Kendall and Roman alone, is that Madsen, we could topple him over. The bigger the giant, the harder they fall. And fuck this, fuck these Vikings, right? <laughs> I sound just like Kendall saying that. Fuck these Vikings. And so Roman and, and Kendall during the entire tailgate party where Shiv was on the outs with Tom, on the ins and outs with Madsen, they were putting together their own master plan. And everything was just happening in sequence. Like, you really couldn't stop anything. He emailed a yes like four minutes before walking in. Four? Okay, yeah. well, do we just throw him out then? I would love that. No, but I don't think we can afford to be seen treating him as the enemy. Uh-huh. We- Sorry to cut you off there, Kendall, but... You're going? Yeah. Okay, but uh, we're good. Uh... And Kendall and Roman were searching for some kind of validation of their own from some of the the alternative uh, interested parties in this deal. Of course, a lot of people that ATN work with are big in the campaign. That's what the tailgate party was for. It's uh, elections happening within... New York, I'm guessing, or the presidential race alone, which is something that we know that Connor was interested in. And to, without summing everything up, I'm just saying that this episode surrounded a campaign of some sorts and an election process. And ATN's obviously heavily involved, given that they are a right-wing media format. Good? I, I'm, I'm really, I'm totally fine. Don't worry about it. All right, well, okay. good. That's good to hear. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Totally. He seems kind of awful. Yeah. We, you know, we we built his whole rep. He's not even a real coder. Someone gave him like a box of tech and then he took it to market. It be your own, people. It be your own. Abby telling the deets. Bravo. Yeah, bravo. Well, yeah, we just wanted to say we, we, we sympathize with all the shit because India India right uh, and I feel like I know this but what are the details here with that the details oh yeah I, I'm gonna give you all the details <laughs> sure right can I can I get can I go have a smoke yeah thank you sure so we find out here that India is actually, it's been misreported in Madsen's numbers. Madsen, the leader of Gojo, the company that was looking to buy ATN or looking to buy Logan Roy's assets, essentially. And thus, if the numbers are fudged, then that means that Madsen could be on the outs. With everyone knowing this new information, it could possibly derail his own takeover bid. No. <laughs> yeah. A really, really good presentation, by the way. Loved it. <laughs> Can't wait to get into those predictions, man. Those oh, media yeah. predictions. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited about that. Estimates, you know, estimates. Yep. But you, man, your numbers exploding, right? Like, literally unbelievable. Well, thank you. Thank you. And congrats to you as well. Because I hear your numbers are gay. 
My numbers are, are what? Gay. My numbers are gay? <laughs> yeah. You had this uh, cute little valuation, and your numbers just came out as gay. It's kind of homophobic, man. <laughs> <laughs> so the standoff happens at the end of the episode between Kendall and Madsen, and they managed to bandage it up and make it look and appear like a, a plot or a ploy within the party to just have a, a nice little chat and debate, but nothing too serious. But there was a lot of malice uh, underneath it all. You could, you could tell that Madsen and Kendall are both ticking time bombs at this point. And although it was healthy for the deal in valuation terms back when they went to Northern Europe, now it's starting to look like yeah, this someone's going to come out not well both parties are not going to come out unscathed from this. There there is going to be some bad blood and some spillover potentially to both sides. So let's let's put a pin on the succession chat for, right there and we'll see where we pick up next week as we go into like the what could be the final 3 episodes of Succession. Oh, I can't wait. I cannot wait, buddy, because we're dealing with a lot of G's. L to the O G. You don't want to tempt me. <laughs> Hopefully we can get another Kendall Roy track, an original song for the end of the season. We just need more summits, more reporting to the board. More media stunts. Yeah! Round of applause for one of the most goat shows out there. And so Succession was great this week, as always. It's It's been hitting. And so was Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Let me tell you, this one is one for the books, essentially. They've done it again. The boys are back. <laughs> I don't know what they'll always be playing on Guardians of the Galaxy. Always some classic rock shit that Chris Pratt be, be bumping, like... Or actually more so funk music. Come and get your love now. Yeah, this is very Star-Lord's playlist. Hey! Anywho, Guardians of the Galaxy is definitely a recommended film to catch by yours truly. It had feels. I mean, when they had them them animals when when rocket was trapped in a cage his rocket's original story the origin of rocket <laughs> that's vibes man. It's feels beyond feels do yourself a favor and go check it out
It's always a good time. Always a good time. And I've just been dusting up on, you know, series and films. Now that a lot of the faves have come and gone, we're getting into the scraps. Essentially, I've come across a couple of good series this week. Um, I'm finishing off Abbott Elementary. If you're not familiar, Abbott Elementary, focusing on Everybody Hates Chris from the hit series back in the 2000s. He's now grown up. He's become a teacher in Abbott Elementary, which centers around a school in Philadelphia, which is a, a public school. So, you know, there's the struggles that come along with public school funding or lack thereof. So I can suggest that to you as well as, come on, there's got to be a little bit more. I mean, Jury Duty <laughs> was hilarious. If you haven't seen Jury Duty, you got to check that out with our boy James Marsden. You know, Superman, Smallville, Bobby. Like what? Cyclops? He's the man. He's the motherfucking man out here. And not to mention Ted Lasso continues in its third season there's not a lot else out there until i get into power and the various books thereof i'm i'm gonna be struggling for a new series but i i am looking forward to class of 09 that's coming out with brian tyree henry that's gonna be starting up this month and i'm looking forward to that but of course actually last week we started discussions of Dear Mama, the Tupac docuseries put out by Alan Hughes and the Hughes brothers. Well, this week we got into the episode titled Ambitions as a Rider, episode four. This is when shit got a little bit real for Pac because episode three led into the arrest of Tupac for sexual assault and episode four picks up with Suge Knight bailing Pac out of prison and bringing him to death row. Let's get some Pac on here while we discuss. It only makes sense. Ain't nothing like the old school. So this was a tough episode to watch, knowing that the amazing Pac that we had seen and coming up and giving love to his queens and his baby mamas and mamas. Well, this episode showed more fragilities, more frailties in Tupac's character. He essentially was a shadow of himself the whole time he was at death row, but there's a lot of good stories, like good times to be talked about. Him and Afini in that, like they moved down to Dallas or Atlanta. I think they moved to Atlanta and they just had a real good time there. So even though Pac was, you know, so busy chasing after all these movie roles and trying to get his album done, trying to get off death row, there was talks about how he was looking to create his own label. With the likes of A Tribe Called Quest and Outcast, Pac was just down to ride and he was going to do what he had to do to get there. 
but there was some really good uh what do you what do you, would you call them testimonies per se from Tim Roth talking about his time filming Gridlocked with Pac It was a real good episode man learned a lot and we're definitely going to be all eyes on episode 5 the final episode of this 5 epi docu series Actually, a lot of this episode was Snoop Dogg crying about how Pac did him dirty. Like, if you've watched All Eyes on Me, the film, you see that Snoop Dogg, after the beat the source awards and the little misunderstanding with Pac about it's fuck biggie he got a little bit in in his head and thought that he might get jumped on the plane because they actually even let his entourage in on the plane they said you're gonna have to find another way to fly so snoop was being set up you could tell it's like this setup you got rid of my my homies now i'm all alone y'all not fucking with me right now because i said i want to work with biggie but this was the Source Awards. This is where they said, y'all ain't got no love for Snoop Dogg and Death Row. Like, this is that type of time. So you should have been smarter, Snoop. But it, it was quite quite funny to, to hear Snoop at least two to three times in this episode harken back to <laughs> how Pac did him dirty, but not actually. It's like Pac just got rid of one of his friends that could have had his back. If Snoop had been in L.A., would we have seen those Crips blow back on Pac like they did? Who knows? Who knows? The next morning, we go to the airport, fly back to L.A. But when I get to the plane, she'll tell me, your security came wrong. So I'm like, oh, okay. This one, they're going to try to take me out. One thing I know is I get a little bit some some of the sequencing is a little bit shady on this film because they use that tarmac footage a few too many times for my liking. It's the fifth time I've seen this tarmac. I walk on the plane. I walk by park and I'm like. Going to the Tyson fight in Vegas, God. I think it do me like this. Brushed him off. Sitting in the back and like, oh, it's so with my little blanket on my head, with my knife and my little fork, and just ride like this for five and a half hours back to LA with one eye open. Cool. When we land, I ask him again, Cuz, you going to the Tyson fight? You can just turn around and walk off. I go to LA. They go to the Tyson fight. Sounds like blasphemy to me. Let me let y'all in on something my papa told me. 
Money over what? <laughs> Blasphemy. And thus, we're heading into the final epi. It's due to be out this week, this Friday. Dear Mama, docuseries on FX out now. Let's get into this NBA second round discussion. We're talking semifinals for the conference semifinals. Yeah. If that makes sense. Last week, we were leaving it at the fact that a lot of these series have been split going into games three and four. Well, fast forward, we're here now, end of the week. We do have one series wrapped up already. Kevin Durant, the Suns, got the fuck out of here because Chris Ball ended up on the bench with some type of injury of some sort. Yeah, they weren't able to blow past playoff Murray, Blue Arrow, Joker, you know, former MVP. Tuh. Tuh. Looks like Devin Booker is that much sooner to try <laughs> trying to get Kendall Jenner back from Bad Bunny. <laughs> And another series that looks like it could be over real soon is the 76ers and the Celtics. We might be getting last year's NBA Finals, you know, East, Eastern Conference champions out of here. Because Joel Embiid is the reigning MVP. James Harden is Samaj. He's on his shit. Fear the beard. But it's, it ain't over yet. We We are looking at a lot of... Season deciders in game six along both conferences. Lakers running up a 3-1 series lead on the Golden State Warriors. Defenseless to AD when he decides to play. You know, try try and put AD on the on the pick and roll on defense going the other way, shambles, but put AD in the paint, getting easy buckets. This this is only going one way, I, I see the Lakers making use of that 3-1 series lead. And then, not to mention that we got New York Knicks trying to fight back from 3-1 against the Miami Heat with playoff Jimmy. It's only going to go one way. Jimmy had to sit out one game after rolling the ankle. He's bike and he's bigger than ever. But Jalen Brunson is going to put this team on his back, and Julius Randle has found some form. It looked like that they <laughs> that head office was going to be looking to to post Julius Randle on the quickest bus back down south, but Julius Randle has played for respect now, and got his got his got what what's his a little bit of respect back. On the on the mouths that utter J, the JR. And I'm not talking Smith, I'm talking Randall, yeah, yeah. But in all honesty, it's it's heat going towards the 
Eastern Conference semis, most likely against 76ers. And surprise, Nuggets. Surprise! <laughs> Spit on it and say surprise. <laughs> That's nasty. <laughs> Can we get Joel Embiid? I mean, can we get Meek Mills in front row? Where's Where's Meek this playoffs? <laughs> is Meek back in Nigeria still? Is he Is he over in Ghana? <laughs> Meek, we need you. All right, so much wrong with with, with that last minute of potting, but. And thus, who will meet Joker, Blue Arrow, and the Mile High City? It's got to be Lake Show. But if if Warriors can come back from 3-1 down, then credit them. Because that's... Steph Curry still has not gone off for 40 yet this series. Waiting on that that's Curry game still. I mean, Aisha be looking fine as hell in, in the bleachers. We got to get Alicia some more screen time here, Steph. You need to blow up. So I would love to see a game seven between LA and Golden State. And that's probably the only game seven we're getting because there's no way that Jimmy Butler and the Miami Heat are going to spurn a game six in Miami in order to take that trip all the way back up to New York on the I-95. That's not happening. So... I think everything is in place. It's cemented. It's Heat versus Sixers and Lakers versus the Nuggets. NBA champion, let's see. Who's going to go to the to the big one? Who's going to go to the final dance? <laughs> Ain't no final four in here. No. No sir, we. Let's give it. Let's give it up. Let's give it up to Sixers, Doc Rivers. I think that this is their year. I want to say it here Say it clear, Doc Rivers is coaching out there. A lot of these other coaches, they be whining. They be whinging too much. No, none of that over here. Come to Philly and come get some rings. Yeah, get Ben Simmons' ass the fuck out of here. <laughs> Non-participating ass. Talking Tobias Harris. Talking Tyrese Maxey. Yo, Chuck, put some respect on Tyrese Maxey's name, Chuck. Quit calling him Tyrone. Put some respect, Chuck. <laughs> we ain't here for all of that. Don't play it with Tyrese Maxey. And then on top of that, you got the the MVP. And you got former MVP, James Harden. Come on. As interesting as it would be to have LeBron James, the Lakers, in the NBA Finals after... Starting the season two two and thirteen, two and eight, whatever it was, would be remarkable, but I think Nuggets Sixers is the matchup everyone wants to see. That's the even less dynamic matchup. That's big ball. That's a lot of lot of big ballers on the court there in Aaron Gordon, uh Otto Porter Jr. Um with Maxi and Embiid and Tobias Harris. I don't know who else is 
got that size factor, but like that alone, just to see Embiid versus Joker, that's definitely what we want to see. But I think we can't lose. We can't lose with that Final Four. And even if the Sixers aren't able to do it and it's the Celtics, still going to be a pretty good Final Four. It just just feels like the Celtics don't really have everything together. A lot like the, the Phoenix Suns. It's like, oh, whoa, whoa there. We've been balling together for a long time here. You can't just walk up here with a new coach, new playing style, and think that you're, you're going to get it done. I don't care if you got Robert Williams the fifth out there. You're not getting past my team because we supreme. We've been doing this. We've taken L's. We went to game seven against Kawhi and the Raptors, and the shot happened. We've we've exited first round before. We're not not doing that this year. No, we're going all the way, baby. We're bringing it back. Eagles couldn't get it done, so looks like we're gonna have to do it over here on the ball side of things on the hard court. Cause gridiron gang ain't shit. So yeah, let's let's that's my piece. That's my piece on this playoffs, y'all. If we can get a quick roundup on UFC before heading on out of here, I gotta say Aljo versus Henry Cejudo. It was a proper fight. It was very very close. It came down to split decision, and let me just let's give it up to our our boy Bruce. Bruce Buffs, come on, give it up. We got the announcement. It's here, folks. Tell the tape brought to you by Beach. Ladies and gentlemen, after five rounds, we go to the judges' scorecards for a decision. Michael Bell scores the contest. 48-47, Cejudo. Derek Cleary scores it. 48-47, Sterling. And Eric Curlin scores the contest. 48-47. Here we are. And drum roll. Still, if you didn't hear that. That's right, Al Jermaine Sterling. Another pay-per-view, another title defense. The Funk Master. I'm telling y'all, ever since Al Jermaine got the braids in, it's been game over for a lot of them. Like, it's the aerodynamicism of it. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. First off, I wanna say, what's up, New Jersey? Big Jersey, what up? But watch out for this. Aljo taking no time to get into the next fight. Man, I wish I could have done a little bit better. Well, Henry's a dog. He's a legend. And it ain't no easy task to just run through him like I did everybody else. So, one thing I want to say, I know there's a sweet crowd right now. Sugar, sugar, where you at? Hey, yo, Dana White's little, bi- little bitch. <laughs> 
Aljamain calling out Sugar Sean O'Malley at, after the fight to set up the next bantamweight title fight in September for himself, I guess. And credit to him because Sugar showed right on up. He came in, they got to talking, and did a little square off. Bring that sweet sugar. Yeah, because you look good. <laughs> Pause. You got a whole year. You got a whole year to work for you. You got a baby Dana. They got a baby for no more. Okay, RPJ Springer, goddamn. Come on, man. Don't play with me. You know. You know what this is. This ain't that. Sorry, I got a little bit excited there, but come on, when when you get the square off in the ring post title fight. You look like you better be able to cut weight real soon. So why so why'd you run? Why'd you turn on the double shot? Why'd you turn on the double shot? That's what I thought. Cause I'll drag up and down this octagon. I drag up and down this octagon. Get the out of my cage. <laughs> Get the fuck out of my cage. I love that. <laughs> Aljamain calling Sugar to come up and then get telling him to get the fuck out. <laughs> Give me the bait. Give me the bait. Anyways, Henry Cejudo also post-fight talking about... We've already seen so many dip on out. We've seen... Shogun leave. I mean, we've seen we've seen a lot of fighters step down. <laughs> is what I'm trying to say. I can't quite remember a lot, a lot. Like Max Holloway might be done. God damn, what we be doing to the goats? We we sending them on over to to rage to fury. Um, but who, who like John Jones basically done? But at least he got to go out on a high. What I'm saying though, like who who retired recently? I mean Jamal Hill probably retired half of the light heavyweight division. Yeah, Glover Teixeira. Um I'm pretty sure he did retire. And a host of, of others. Shit, Jorge Masvidal's done. Every week another week, another another title shot, another pay-per-view, another retirement. You name it. You name it, fam. We losing a lot of the goats, but we're replacing them with some strong, strong fighters. Like Aljamain Sterling is here. He's he's doing it in the bantamweight division. And of course, we got a lot to be excited for with uh, Makachev and the likes of new fighters that are announcing themselves. So that was UFC 288. Let's quickly actually go across some of the other fights because they were big ones. Bilal Muhammad defeating Gilbert Burns. 
via decision after five rounds. And Jessica Andrade taking the L to Jan Shalmanan via KO in the first round. So that's a little bit of a shocker. Jessica Andrade just can't quite put two fights together. She's win one, lose one. Win one, lose one. She's actually lost her last two fights, of course, because Aaron Blanchfield did her ting. But she did win back at UFC 283 in Brazil. So maybe maybe she just needs to only fight in Brazil. Maybe that's the remedy. Nonetheless, onwards looking to UFC fight night this week. Rosenstroke against Almeida with Anthony Smith. Anthony Petty Smith. And Johnny Walker in the co-main. Um, we also got Mackenzie Dern on the come-up, taking on Angela Hill in the main event for the following week. And Kai Kara France trying to rebound after his last fight got cancelled back at UC 284. And he lost against Brandon Moreno back when Moreno was looking to reclaim his flyweight title against Davison Figueiredo. Um, UFC 290 actually is going to be Brandon Moreno against Alexandre Pantoja. And UFC 289, which is the pay-per-view for June, is going to give us Nunez versus Aldana. I'm not sure who Irene Aldana is, but we're going to find out. And Charles Oliveira, fresh off of the, his recent loss against Islam Makachev for the lightweight title. Remember Islam beating, uh, beating Charles Oliveira and then trying to take on Volkanovski for the undisputed lightweight championship of the world or lightweight heavyweight. <laughs> it's cra- it gets crazy out here. Lightweight, middleweight, catchweight. Whatever it was. Anyways, I don't mean to be too confusing. But UFC 289 is looking like a great card with Dan Ige taking on Nate Landwehr. And the main event for the prelims is uh, nothing special, actually. <laughs> oh, Mean Hakeem, though, coming back. He's going to be at the, t- at the top of the prelims taking on Lucas Almeida. Really, Almeida's going to be back in action that soon? I guess Almeida... They're not the same. They are not the same. <laughs> okay, y'all. Yeah. All right, y'all. I don't want to keep everyone for too long here. As we wind things out on the pod, let's discuss some Yeezy action because Kanye this week was um, reported to have relocated Yeezy head offices Next to, you guessed it, Adidas head offices in Los Angeles. Um, we've seen reported that Yeezy offices have found a new home directly next to an Adidas building. Or Adidas owned building. In the world. Here is the Adidas store on Melrose. And here is where Kanye's new Yeezy office is allegedly located. Yeah, right there. Right there. So, yeah, it's it's, it's a petty move. Ye has moved two to three units down from Adidas Originals 
on Fairfax in LA or in Hollywood. So stay tuned. And it's also being reported that Adidas and Ye, you know, every week it's Adidas is losing X amount of dollars, X amount of millions due to not being able to sell um, out of date and stocked Yeezys. Well, yeah, 1.3 billion unsold Yeezy inventory is now due to be released for donation or charity. It says here, anyone that felt slighted by <laughs> Kanye's anti-Semitic remarks and retorts throughout the, the past year, well, they can receive some kind of grievance or airs for their grievances through Adidas and partnering up with them and selling a lot of this leftover stock and donating the proceeds to charities of their choices. This is a way that they can find some solace in the ill will that was created from the remarks that Ye was caught uh, documented saying towards the end of 2022 and early months of 2023. Now, this just doesn't seem to be the end of the story because it, all all roads are directed towards Kanye and Adidas repairing their relationship. This can't just be a let's let's cut ties explicitly. I, I feel like this is building towards or at least they're they're trying to put off the any any outright statement saying that they are will never work with Kanye again until this all blows over a little bit and maybe that's what all brands are doing with Kanye whether it's Balenciaga, Gap, Adidas they all seem to just be <laughs> like Ye is out there out, out alone in the shores or he's he's deep at sea he's lost at sea on a little floaty but that floaty does have a lot of loose ropes that aren't they aren't pulling him towards safety they're just they're sitting there floating but as soon as soon as it's safe to pull yay back aboard <laughs> they'll do so as soon as it's profitable they keep on just teasing they keep on playing with the idea of still selling easy branded articles especially shoes and this is all just Definite fugazery, a little bit of bullshit. You gotta call cap on these companies that are so willy-nilly when it comes to public figures that carry all the liability. They love to work with them, but as soon as things get a little bit touch and go, they out of here. As I said, this ain't that. It ain't. It really ain't. Pusha T has continued to dispute claims that he is not the hottest rapper out of the VA. Dealt with Jim Jones blows from the weeks prior, saying stating Pusha T ain't ain't top tier. And he recently has done an interview with Double XL talking about potential album of the year and more. Of course, Drake disses are coming in. And 
just don't forget that this is coming around the time of the year when Dappy Freestyle did come out. And, <laughs> like... It's that time of the year again where Pusha T drops album of the year and then we got to try and and recover from the tectonic shift in in the earth's plates and the upper atmosphere just like rain comes down it's it's raining bricks it's raining free bricks so definitely stay tuned cuz Pusha T is on the way now we are also prepping ourselves for Doja Cat to release her hip hop album loading Doja hip hop as if she didn't already rap quite well. <laughs> but Doja Cat's been all over the media ever since Met Gala and wearing the cat uh, mask. And now she is continuing to tease fans with the idea that she is going to put out best rap album this year, not Pusha T. <laughs> no, she's not actually put uh, dissing Push. She would never. But Doja Cat is, however, um, just she's with the shits. I mean, anytime you go down Doja Cat's Twitter timeline, you're in for a laugh. You're also in to <laughs> be surprised. And Doja Cat is saying things like, I'm changing my name to MC Flapchunks the third and will be addressed as as such. And she has finally come up with a name for her upcoming rap album, which is due to be called. I mean, she's quit music. She's she's been back. It's just never a dull moment on Doja's Twitter timeline. But she did drop the album name. First of all, that is the next Doja Cat album. It will be called First of All. We're also getting ready for that. There's just so much music coming out. I gotta say, there's. I know Deontay Hitchcock is getting ready for his second studio album to come out. I know Russ is putting out another rendition of his hip hop album, just like Doja, called Chomp. And th there's got to be some more out there. Let me let me quickly check in with um, some of these outlets that be posting. They be posting these things. Last week we had. Destroy Lonely, If Looks Could Kill, we had Suicide Boys, Conway the Machine with Won't He Do It, Big Griselda, come on. As well as Omarion coming out with his Full Circle album, gave it a listen, it sounded nice. And of course this week we're looking at releases from... Not only NBA Youngboy, but a slew of others. Not as much as the week prior, but Deontay Hitchcock is due out along with NBA Youngboy, Suicide Boys once again. Chavo and Pierre Bourne, Chavo's World 3. I think I was given a little bit of a listen to that earlier. And yeah, who knows what else could be coming out, but it's it's always going to be a surprise, but... Let's get into this new Destroy Lonely, which came out last week. 
put out a short film with it titled If Looks Could Kill, short film. But there's some there's some good good tracks on here. Of course, I gotta say I'm happy that we finally have this one though. Bonus cut off of If Looks Could Kill. This one's called Money and Sex. Bonus off of Destroy Lonely's It Looks Could Kill out now. Talking some bonus. Shout out all the white boys that can ball. White men could jump. But without that whack man. Some hove bars into some yay bars. <laughs> this album is sounding nice. Conway the Machine, won't he do it? Jesus. Yeah. 
They ain't believe in me, but I believe in myself. Give it up to God that my mom is at peace and good health. Only thing I'm focused on now is increasing my wealth. When you die, we should have your kids. They said, won't he do it? He done it. And like that, we go. Yeah. Um, got a bunch of shit on my mind lately. Got so much good in my heart. It's like, why? Great pod today. For these niggas, they still violate me. Yeah. They go on the internet, sneak dissing and subs. We in entitlement and jealousy when they see my funds increasing. Mad because they fucked up their bag when they was. Hey, we, we just, we picking up off their scraps, but we still eating though. You got to plan your meals when you're on the come up. They ain't sell quarter waters no more on the stove. Yeah, we we on our bummy right now. Not shout out to anyone that is trying to get it out the mud. We stay with you. Not everything is what it seems. You know, we we build in a palace, but it not be made out of the same materials. It's cloth talk. We gonna all go get to what we need. I'm telling y'all, a palace still a palace, no matter which way you look at it. There's no rules. They, this is what they they don't tell you. There's there ain't no rules to how you gonna get it. You could you could make it look like you could do the bow wow challenge. Is they still gonna fuck with you though? If they knew, fake jewels, roly fake, bezel fake. Ass fake? Bars is fake? Nah, I'd rather be real. I'd rather know that everything that I had is mine. Stay concrete. Stay real. Just know this ain't this, and this and that ain't that. And this most definitely ain't that. As long as you knew, as long as you got receipts, then you know that you stand 100. You stand... Where you need to be. And you stand tall. Back strong. Period. Let's get it! Yeah, back to where we started. Exit in the same way we came in. <laughs> Definitely don't do that in the hood. <laughs> don't post locations until you left. This is just this is proper knowledge. We giving we getting everybody the jewels, dropping major gems. I don't know about that whole palace talk, but <laughs> I don't stand by it. I just said it. Yeah, I don't feel the same way as I did yesterday. Today, I got time. 
Ah, the dichotomy of the pod. Yeah, we <laughs> we go to, from zero to one hundred real quick, but we know how to go back in the cruise lane. All right, y'all. We'll see. We'll catch y'all next week. We're gonna get back to it. Everybody lit, can't get put fire out. Hey, soon as a little pet, fire out. This is the first time coming to my house. Better go hard, girl. This is tryouts. Alright y'all, we're going to see if you made the squad next week. Good luck at the show. Get your money. Earn your dollars. Don't stand on nothing else but respect. Not for real. We headed out now.